Uh, welcome back to Familiar Strangers. Uh, this is Josh. Once again, joining me from around the world is my little brother, Austin. It's about 12.30 noon here in, in Hong Kong on February 10th, 2021. Uh, still traveling back in time. It's uh, 11.30 p.m. <laughs> on February 9th in Michigan. Austin and I are here once again to talk about different types of activities that you can do to keep yourself healthy, a little bit of nutrition, but mainly we're, we're trying to give you some new activity ideas, maybe to push yourself outside of your comfort zone that maybe you can go try or maybe you weren't interested in before, but now you would, you would have a reason or have, a, have an uh, idea of what you would want to try if you went looking for a new idea. So with that being said, uh, what's up, Austin? Currently sitting on like six hours of sleep. I woke up at like 5.45 a.m., so... I'm a little tired, but I'm ready to get rolling. And uh, you're finally on that big boy grind. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited <laughs> about it, and I've uh, been excited to wake up in the mornings and and do something that I'm passionate about and and help people uh, achieve goals. So I'm uh, in a good mind mindset, and we're here to uh, bring you some different ideas on on workouts and um, things that have worked for us and. Not only that, but uh, things that we know that have worked for others, and and we want to share that. So, with you. so for me as a as a teacher, I I've got to teach a lot of different workout styles, and I've got to open a lot of different kids' minds to different activities that they can do to be active. And for me as a kid, uh, we grew up playing in our backyard. We kind of mentioned this in the last episode, but we grew up really just beating the shit out of each other. And, and playing a lot of different games and sports in the backyard. We weren't really like a big, we never did any like family activities. We weren't one of those family that like goes and runs a 5K together. Any, but we were always playing sports. We were playing softball, baseball in the backyard. We we're playing basketball in the driveway. So we were always playing sports. And then that kind of went through high school. It was like we were always playing sports. I did not like lifting. I hated lifting in high school. I hated it in junior high. Uh, but the reason I hated it was because it made me so uncomfortable. It was, I was so fearful of it and so scared of it because the weight room, the weight room always seemed like a place for men. Like only a man can go in the weight room and you have to lift heavy weights. And, and after I got up, well, probably when I got towards the, the tail end of high school, I realized that it, how important lifting weights really was. And then after high school, I just got into this mindset of I'm not going to let anybody scare me. I'm going to be uncomfortable, but I'm not going to let anybody scare me. And I'm going to try to learn how to do this. And I'm going to be good at it. And I don't care if I don't lift any weights because if somebody if somebody makes fun of me for lifting a low amount of weight, like screw them, fuck them. I don't give a shit. But what you quickly realize is, like you referenced in the last episode, is most people in the fitness community are not – they don't, they don't care how much you're lifting. They just want you, they love to see you improve your own life. And I think in a lot of activities, I think in most all the activities we'll talk about today, that's how anybody in those communities will feel, is they want more people like them passionate about something that they do. And they're going to be more there for support. They're going to be a teacher for you. And once I realized that, it made me a lot a, a lot more courageous to try new things. And had I not tried some new things, I would have never, never have known that I would love something more than some of the sports that I played, you know, sports were my life when I was younger, but I found activities like yoga has changed my life, has changed my life. I would much oh, rather do yoga than go play some football like i have no desire <laughs> to go bump heads with somebody anymore i hate like, how that's looked at no as a uh, feminine too that's yeah i mean it, it seems like it anyway that it's looked at as a feminine thing but uh i agree yoga is a one of the greatest tools i've ever found in my life so yeah <laughs> i would when we would do yoga in, uh, so I did, I taught yoga. I didn't teach yoga. What I did when I was a PE teacher, because I'm not an expert in everything. I'm a PE teacher and you would think I would know all these different things, but I'm, I'm constantly learning as well. And when I learned about yoga, uh, I was actually teaching in Boyne city and we had a yoga instructor come in and she wanted to get some 
teaching hours. So she was becoming a certified yoga instructor and she wanted some teaching hours. So she asked if she could volunteer to come into the school. So what I did is I just bring, I'd bring a change of clothes and I'd get down on the mats with the kids. Cause I, like I said, last episode, I, I will never make you do something that I wouldn't do. So I had never done yoga a day in my life, but I was <laughs> so excited because I, I wanted to learn what it was about. And, and from that day forward, I think I have practiced yoga pretty consistently in, in some aspect of my life. And that was four or five years ago. Uh, but yoga people, I think the biggest misconception about yoga or, or what I would hear people say, how, how could you, if I said, how could you describe yoga? They would say fancy stretching. That's <laughs> like everybody's go-to. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy stretching, but yoga is so much more than that. No, so uh, much you've more. recently got into yoga. What what do you think? I think yoga is probably one of the single greatest tools to use, especially if you're an avid weightlifter or are a um, an athlete in general. It's going to keep you flexible. It's going to increase your range of motion. It's going to, most importantly going to teach you how to connect with your breath. Uh, that's one thing that most people take for granted is our breath and the power that it can have. And I love to see people doing meditation, practicing different things like that, because it's just a, it's a great way to get into a good mindset and you can carry it off the mat with you. And yoga incorporates meditation, but it also incorporates a lot of stretching. Yes, it does, but it's strength building stretches usually too. So it's not like you're just sitting there and reaching for your toes the whole time. It's you're working that muscle and then stretching it also. So it's a good workout. Um, if you struggle, like you don't like high impact exercise and you just find like a treadmill or, or weightlifting is not for you. I, I, would highly recommend yoga it's a good way to burn calories and be active but also you're not moving the whole time you're you're staying still in in some positions and some positions you are flowing through it's it's just a great tool in general and uh i wish it wasn't looked at as a as a feminine thing not that everybody thinks that but i would just say give your give it a shot before you judge it <laughs> I heard a quote one time and it was talking about how yoga is the perfect blend of strength and flexibility. If you are too flexible, if you're, if you're all flexible and you have no strength, some part of your body is going to be very weak. If you're all strength and have no flexibility, your body's going to break down because you're, you're too muscle bound. So, so what yoga is great for is, is the blending of those two and having a strong foundation, but also being, being flexible and being a little bit more bendy and, and you're less prone to injuries. And I think the breath thing is perfect. I think that changed in terms of lifting for me, being more aware of my breath. Now, when I go into the weight room, I'm constantly focusing on, uh, and my inhales and my exhales mm -hmm. on my lifts and constantly trying to be aware of how I'm feeling and making sure that I'm doing that. And in another misconception about yoga is like, yoga is not just like this singular thing there are so many different types of yoga there's, so many you know there's you got you have your yin yoga where you're doing you're holding more a stretch for a really long time you have vinyasa yoga where you're doing a more specific routine repeatedly through the practice and it's and it's more up tempo and a lot of strength building so there's all these different kinds and i think the best part is when I, I first started learning yoga with an instructor, which is really beneficial because then they could help me get into positions and learn more about the, the certain positions that they're, you're trying to get better at. But you can also go on YouTube and you can type in beginner's yoga, intermediate mm -hmm. yoga, expert yoga, and you have free videos, thousands of free videos that will teach you the, anything from the basics to the most complex yoga positions. And you can do that from your mat where nobody else can see you and you can practice and practice and practice and get better as, as good as you want. Uh, yeah, but no I do fear think there's there. a benefit to both, you know, I feel less self-conscious doing it by myself, but I also know 
if I had an instructor, I could get a lot better too. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, I I liked how you mentioned how you started yoga. I didn't know that, so that's cool to hear. I would say uh, I started probably last year around this time. I don't exactly remember when, but it was with YouTube videos, almost exactly how you just described. I did beginner yoga, yoga with Adrian, if you've ever heard of her. Uh, shout out to her because she seriously got me into yoga, and, and it's probably going to be a lifelong passion of mine now. And uh, she helped me get into just the basics and downward dog and child's pose and and just like easier poses that anybody can do but it's good to have somebody that's really focused on uh, the the minutia of of a pose with you and, and reminding you to connect with your breath and to keep your jaw relaxed and forehead relaxed and just different things like that it was it's really cool and youtube's a great place I also would recommend going in class. I just recently went to my first in-person yoga class, and it's a lot different. It's a it's a whole different experience, and it's something that I think you should try if if you enjoy a, a workout setting or um, a team setting. Kind of, it's it feels like that. So I would definitely how you, recommend. How did you feel? How did you feel when you went to that first one? What was it like? What was Going into that class, what was your attitude and how did you feel? Uh, I felt really confident because I've been practicing for like a year now and you know that I try and do it pretty much every day, at least like 20 minutes, 30 minutes of it. So I was pretty confident and the teacher is the uh, the gym owner who I am working for. So And she's a really nice lady and, and she taught a really good class. It was really chill. She had some kind of like, a, what is that, like Indian music or like Moroccan music, that really chill, you know, meditation type of music going, and and it was like a dim lit room, and it was a full class, there was uh, probably 12 or 14 uh, women, I was the only man in there, which was totally fine with me, and uh, I thought I did pretty well, so it was, it's a definitely a that's different a, experience. That's, that's what makes me laugh is, you have all these macho men that are that will be like yoga. That's for chicks. <laughs> and it's like, bro, when you go to a yoga class, you're literally probably one of the very few males in the class surrounded by females in yoga pants. Like I'm not <laughs> saying I just sit there. I'm not just sitting there studying, you know, females down dogs. But it's not a bad thing yeah, <laughs> for me. It's as not a, a bad as, setting like, a at straight, all. <laughs> yeah, as a straight male, you know, it's not a. It's not a bad place to be, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I loved how you uh, mentioned also it's like a good way for people to not become muscle-bound. It's, it's like you see all these meatheads walking around and they look like they can barely swing their arms back and forth and they're like stiff as hell. It's just like yoga is something that would that will make you look more fluid and, and help with the motion. So I think... Yeah, I think that's one big recommendation for workouts. Um, so I want you to talk a little bit about. I know you have done a lot of like hit, hit workouts and and Tabata and and things like that. So could you explain what those are for us? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I think if you if you have a limited amount of time, a Tabata or a hit workout is for me personally. That's the way I would like to go. So if I only say I have a really busy schedule today and I have 20 minutes, 30 minutes here, but I want to get a good a good blend of strength and cardio, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a Tabata. Uh, a t so uh, HIT workout H I I T stands for High Intensity Interval Training. It's really popular right now, so it's mm -hmm. it's growing uh, this type of practice. So you pretty much you do an exercise for a certain amount of time and then you take some time off. So like for example. Uh, you do an exercise for 20 seconds and then you have a 10 second rest, 20 seconds on, 10 seconds off, 20 seconds on. And you can do that for different amounts of, or different lengths. So like I usually do like a four minute cycle. And so I'll do that for four straight minutes and then I'll have like a one minute break. So then I have 20 minutes. There's my 20 minutes. I do, uh, five cycles and my workout's done. Uh, it's really good. It's really good for getting your heart rate up. It's really good for building strength at the same time. I used to do every Tuesday, 
Every Tuesday in Tabata my Tuesday? classes was, was called Tabata Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. And it's it was always funny because the kids the kids would hate it when yeah. they would come in. They hated it. But you know why they hated it. What, what would you guess? If I said they hated it, why would they hate it? Because it's something that's challenging. It's fucking hard. <laughs> it's not easy. What is, what's, a, it's like, what's the biggest difference between hit and Tabata? Well, it's pretty essentially essentially the same thing. Okay. So, like a Tabata, a Tabata is a high intensity interval training. Uh, Tabata is, I think. Oof, gosh, you're calling me on this. I'm pretty sure Tabata was a doctor's name. Was it Doctor Tabata or something like that? Uh, was he Japanese? Uh, but he started. He he used this workout, this this work this style of workout, and and studied it. And as he was studying it, he realized that people that would do a Tabata for 20 minutes uh, were getting better cardiovascular benefits than somebody that would go outside and just run for, say, I think it was like 40 minutes to an hour. That they were burning more calories and getting more of a cardiovascular benefit from this high-intensity training. Now, I'm not a scientist, so it's been a while since I've even been in college where I studied this. Uh, but the, how high of a heart rate you get when you're doing a Tabata. So your heart rate jumps and you get into what is like your target heart rate zone. So everybody has a a target heart rate zone based on their, based on their age and their activity levels and what benefits they're trying to see. And there's all sorts of target heart rate calculators that you can use to help you understand what that means. So pretty much you're getting into your target heart rate. And then as you take your break, your heart rate starts to come back down. And then you start to work out again. So you jump right back up into your target zone. So the idea is that for the majority of the 20 minutes of the workout, you're, you're building strength, but also working out in that cardio target heart rate zone where you're going to see some benefits to increase your VO2 max, uh, to get, to have a, a benefit on your heart and lungs, really. Yeah. No, you were uh, pretty right on that. It's uh, Dr. Izumi Tabata, a Japanese scientist created it yes and yes um, i'm not an idiot <laughs> no you're you're pretty much on the dot and uh he did two test groups one with moderately intense exercise and the other with the tabata the high intense and the one hour workout five days a week for six weeks versus the 20 minute workout four days a week for six weeks uh it was crazy the amount that that tabata was more beneficial for your cardiovascular fitness and for your, your metabolism. How long ago was that? How long ago was this study? This was in the 90s. Okay. So fairly fairly new then still. Yeah. So yeah, I'm but glad it's super, that, popu- it's super popular right now. Yeah, I'm glad that it's popular. I think HIT is a great tool to use, especially for people that have kids or have a job that and they just don't want to come into the uh, weight room and be there for an hour plus doing a, a long kind of drawn out yes strength workout i i totally get it i did i pretty much did hit for the last for like a year before i started the program i'm on now and it was <laughs> it's where i saw the most benefit in every aspect of fitness that i've ever seen honestly it's just like it's it's crazy what your body can do when it's pushed to limits like that it's it's operating at such a higher level because you're you're pushing it to the limit and and you're going maximum all out effort almost every workout with uh, Tabata or Hit. So I think that's a it's a what great like, tool. What I like about uh, like a Tabata or Hit workout also is like obviously if you're in a group if you're doing a group class that is a is a Hit workout it can be intimidating because it's like everybody's at a different level. And everybody's at everybody and, and there's nothing wrong with that. And you don't have to worry about that because you're really not, it's not a competition when you go to these classes. We're not, you're not going to get a first place medal if you are doing the most reps or, or, or yeah. whatever, like you're racing against the clock. You're racing against the clock in your own mind in those 20 seconds. You don't think 20 seconds is very long. Do, do pushups in a Tabata for 20 <laughs> seconds and see how you feel after the second the second round you're dying you're not 
I'm not focused on, oh, I'm trying to beat Austin and or this person's trying to beat me and they make me feel uncomfortable. I'm constantly racing against the clock in my own mind and trying and trying to strengthen my own mind that I can get through this. I can get through this. At the end of 20, I get I get a break. And I, re I really like that part of it. And I think that's why when I would teach it for kids, at first they hated it because obviously they're uncomfortable exercising in front of other people in the yeah. beginning. And it's hard. But then as the year progressed, they just got super used to it. It's like, okay, on Tuesdays we come in here. What exercises are we going to do today? Can we put this exercise in instead? Mm -hmm. Can we trade this for that? And that's what I like about them is you can get a Tabata uh, – Tabata timer on your phone and you can pick the exercises. So say I really want to work on my legs and I really want to have that, that nice peach. I want to have those tone calves, <laughs> nice quads, get the teardrop. Mm -hmm. I can pick all exercises that are related to legs if that's what I really want to hit in my 20 minutes. Or if I want to get a full body workout, I can pick all extra, an exercise from each area. You can really custom, custom tailor it to whatever you're trying to improve or work on. Yeah, I think it's a great thing. I bet I bet some of the students that you taught are still doing it today, like as a primary workout. I I bet I they do. So. That was the goal. It's just a it's a great thing. It's like one of those things you do, and like you kind of hate doing it. You hate it when you're doing it, but then afterwards you're like, wow, I feel super good. I think it's one of those yeah. things. Uh, the only yeah the only place I would recommend probably not doing a hit workout is if you do have the time and you're trying to build like i'm trying to build mass currently so that hit is just not is not ideal for that because you're upping your metabolism and your heart rate and you're gonna burn fat and you're not gonna be able burn to burn off those gains baby yeah you're, <laughs> it's not it's not like you're gonna burn totally off your gains but it's just you're not gonna it's gonna be so much harder to build in yeah. and gain weight if you're trying to do that well but... i mean when you're doing just when you're doing more strength training you're not going to burn you're going to burn calories but you're not going to burn them at such a high rate as you would during a hit a hit class yeah no way so you're going to burn a lot of calories so if if you're trying to gain mass and you're burning more calories than you're getting in you're not going to gain much mass so it, it makes it a little more difficult that's a really good point you would have liked you would have liked watching me <laughs> as a pe teacher uh, when I would do Tabatas, oh my god, I loved, I loved the misery. Loved <laughs> you loved like, watching the kids suffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because kids, you can think back to like when you were in PE. As soon as they would walk in, it's every day. There is always like the same kids, and I love that. I love them to death. But they always say, "What are we doing today? What are we doing today?" They're always so excited. I'm like, and I I'd say if, if it was on a Tuesday, what day is it today? Uh, it's <laughs> about a tuesday and i'm like hell yes it is time to get a good workout in but then i always liked it because i'd get them going and i'd i'd be doing the exercises with them but then i'd be i'd always be moving around the room and giving tips uh what they can improve while they're exercising and you know it's always the i'm i'm on this side of the room and i turn around and some kid isn't doing isn't doing anything and it's like johnny what are you doing <laughs> get your ass moving kid get your ass moving all you have to do is keep moving yep. what are you doing Move. <laughs> and i it's like being a drill sergeant <laughs> yeah pretty much Love your kids. you're just up it's there like barking being, orders it was like being a big brother again i was like hell yeah get to work yeah. <laughs> do what i say <laughs> oh my gosh next we're going to talk about uh spin and uh, cardio in general uh, spin class if you don't know is pretty much riding a stationary bike and it's usually 45 minutes to an hour, somewhere in that range, sometimes 30 minutes. It's a it's a intense biking exercise that usually is led by a teacher with a lot of energy. <laughs> uh, I've seen I've watched class spin classes and and I, I'm not tempted to, to do them yet. I love to ride my bike outside and and I love I love the feeling of that. I, I just I just don't know if I could get into spin, but I do hear great things about it and I hear people that burn up to like eight hundred calories in a session, even more. Mm -hmm. I, I, I that's just nuts to me. That's that's a whole nother level. So I I like seeing it. I, I love that people uh like it. It's it's a great fitness thing, but it's also 
one of those things where I'm training to, to get mass and training to get bigger and and that's just really not in the plans right now. So. That's what I like about fitness is it's you can you can kind of go you can tailor it to what you want to do and and I'd never done an actual spin class either. Uh, I definitely would love to do one. I just haven't the opportunity hasn't really been right in front of me or I haven't ha- I haven't made it a priority to do it mainly for the same reason you obviously you ride my bike so you know I like to move through time and space I like that that stimulation that external stimulation like I'm moving like if I ride my bike 20 miles this way I gotta ride my happy ass 20 miles back that way mm-hmm. and I'm moving through time I'm moving through space I see different things and I really like that but I know some people are it's it's like they're like a crack addict for spin they just love spin yeah and i could see why it's it it look when i've seen classes ongoing as well it looks so much fun you know you're always listening to some music uh with a lot of beats per minute i don't know what the exact beats per minute is but it always looks like a really fun environment and i always feel like if you got the right instructor and the right music it could be it, it would be like a really fun activity to do i just haven't got to do it yet yeah, there's two instructors that I've seen uh, do it now, and uh, both younger girls with a lot of energy, and and the way they like command a room like that, and it's like, it's kind of it's so different to me because being a trainer and like knowing that side of it, and then seeing seeing somebody teach a spin class, it's so funny just because they're so high energy the whole time, and they're they have to be to lead a class like that, and they have to be kind of yelling not yelling but you know motivating get you, yeah yeah get your ass moving <laughs> yeah motivating the whole time Stand up. there's always some loud ass music bumping and the one place uh i work has they have lights and and disco lights and like they make it a good time it, it looks fun it, it looks like it's probably enjoyable there it's always full it's full two weeks in advance most times so I know that's yeah. uh, that's a big thing for people to do, but uh, I mean, there's a lot of other ways to to get your cardio in. I I enjoy doing like rowing and uh, I'll I walk on the treadmill on an incline. Like I'll do things like or jog on the treadmill. Like that's my way of getting cardio usually, and and that's just what I enjoy. Some people enjoy that because it's a it's more of a setting with with people that are in it for the same reason they are but for sure i think i think it's a like, great thing i like doing things for cardio preferably so like i like i would much rather run outside than run on a treadmill but obviously that's not the same for for everybody what i do like about a treadmill is when i'm outside running i can slow down at any point and there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing stopping me whereas a treadmill if i set it at you know five six miles an hour like i'm gonna have to hold that jog and i can keep it there and i if i don't touch the button it forces me to stay there yeah well that's a good point there's a lot of different there's a lot of different machines that you can use in a in most uh newer gyms that will give you a different type of cardio and and you're also strengthening a muscle group a different muscle group when when you do the row machine you know you're working your back and shoulders a lot more when you do a row machine than than you are on a bike you're yeah. not gonna you're gonna get a little back and a little bit of shoulders on your bike but not nearly as much as you will in the row one machine i really love is the ski erg machine oh yeah so it essentially is like uh like you're doing kind of a cross-country skiing like you're doing the poles on a ski so that's why it's called the ski erg machine uh when i first saw it was when i lived up in in Boyne City and I saw this machine and I was like what the fuck is that thing <laughs> I was like that's ridiculous I was like they only have this up here because there's so many people that like skiing and I was like scared to use it because I didn't know how to use it and then the first time I tried it I loved it <laughs> I loved it it's it's a tough cardio uh workout and also you want to talk about a tricep builder <laughs> uh, and shoulder builder? It's a it's a great exercise. But I think what I did was I just went home. I looked at the name on it, and I went home and I Google searched it. What is uh, what is a ski erg machine, or how to use a ski erg machine? And I saw how to use it properly. And then the next time I went to the gym, I tried it, and I was like, "Wow, this is really cool." Yeah. But of course, I hated. Of course, I hated on it. I was trying to shit on it, like, "Oh, this thing, this thing's stupid as fuck. Like, it's not cool." 
in actuality, it's like, no, I was just being too big of a bitch and not trying to use it myself. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've seen that a machine at Taylor's. I've never used it. I, I should use it. I should learn every single machine in the plate in any gym I work at. But I'll have to give that one yeah. a try. Yeah, and now and and now that I like I like I said earlier, my confidence has built in the gym. So when I go to a gym and I see a new machine. I'm always trying to figure out, oh, how does this work? I'm going to sit down and try to figure out how this works. Or I'm going to watch watch somebody else use it or ask a question like, oh, hey, what is what is this machine for? How do you use this? And and when you go to a gym, there's, I know some people feel uncomfortable with personal trainers always constantly walking around and kind of watching. But like, that's what they're paid to do. You know, they're there to help you. So I know it, it feels very terrifying to be like, hey, how do you use this? But they would love to show it, teach you how to use it and use it properly. So yeah. number one, you're keeping yourself a lot safer. And then also you know how to use it properly and you can kind of pass that knowledge down to somebody else. I feel like I constantly have done that for people. It's like, I know how to use this now. Yeah, let me show you how to use it. It's actually really easy and you might like it or you might hate it, but now at least you know. Yeah, uh, that's a great point. I think if you see somebody, also if you see somebody on a machine or uh, doing a lift that just doesn't look right and looks like they might injure themselves. It's it's never a bad idea to be like, hey, maybe you should uh, do this instead or try this. Like your form just looks a little off. Try this or trying to give them a, a different cue that maybe they will they could relate to like on a on a bench. Keep your shoulders on the on the bench the whole time. Try not to lift your back up or your hips up. Like different things like that. You, it's it's never a bad thing to give little tips to people that probably are newer or maybe they never learn the proper form. It's just that's a that's a big thing. Trainers don't want to see people using things wrong or doing things wrong because we don't want to see them get injured. And I just would much rather you ask or or admit that you don't know how to use it and and get help for sure. I think kind of wrapping up on cardio, the, the thing I, I really do like about it is you don't actually need any equipment to do cardio. You can do it in so many different ways. Oh, you can yeah. do cardio in a six-foot space. Yeah. You can do cardio running and seeing a new area of your city or of your town. You can do cardio so many different ways. But my one, my biggest piece of advice for cardio is don't be... Don't be the super mom that walks the track and just and talks more than they walk. <laughs> when you're when you're doing cardio, you should do the talk test. Can I talk really easily while I'm working out, while I'm doing my cardio exercise? If you're doing cardio and really actually want to see a benefit, you shouldn't easily be able to to talk more than you're you're doing the cardio exercise. So like when I would do when I would have kids doing cardio in PE, I would always constantly be talking to them. And if they could easily talk to me or they're, they're, they're talking shit with their friends, I would say, you're not working hard enough. You're not, you're not going to see any benefits from this. This is, you know, I want, I want you to, I want you to be improving every day. But if you're just sitting here talking, you're actually, you're not improving your cardio, pick up the pace just a little bit. Yeah. You know, so the talk, the talk test is always a good, uh, a good thing, an easy, easy way to know if you're actually working working hard yeah uh to make another point one thing about cardio is i hate seeing people trying to lose like huge amounts of weight doing only cardio cardio is great and it's it is going to make you lose weight it's going to get your heart rate up but it's going to strengthen your heart yeah but paired with a strength training you're going to see so much more benefit. You're going to see uh, muscles tone up that you would like that you won't get with just cardio. You're going to see maybe your butt get bigger that you won't see with just cardio. It's just like mm-hmm. cardio is a great thing, but it's it's only one piece. You have to incorporate other things in to really see changes in and to your point uh if you're going to do cardio freaking do it and, and don't be a pussy <laughs> do it. yeah you uh, can walk that's not yeah that's not walking on. no i i walk, walk, 
walk at a brisk pace, walk on the treadmill on an incline, change it up, yeah. get your get your heart rate up a little bit higher than it than it was the last time you did it, or higher than it was five seconds ago. Yeah, walking slow on a flat plane is is really not going to do you much good. I I always tell clients and and you know as well as I know I love to walk. You love to walk. We have a, a dog that loves to go for walks. So. It's a great thing to walk and, and to like help digest food and and just to get yourself out moving in, in nature and, and different things like that. That's I recommend that's my biggest f- recommendation of cardio honestly is walking, but uh, you also have to kind of be intentional with it if you're trying to lose weight. You can't just expect to walk an hour a day at a slow pace and and lose weight and lose shed pounds like it's nothing. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I promise. I promise if you mix cardio and some strength training, you're not going to get if you especially if you're a female, you're not going to get the big man muscles that you think you're going to get instantly from also building strength. I think that's a big misconception is I do cardio because I I don't want to have big muscles. I just want to lose weight and keep this healthy weight. It's like yeah, I understand that. I, I completely understand that. You don't want to have big muscles, but I'm telling you, it takes time to get those motherfuckers. Yeah. It doesn't happen overnight. So you might as well you should you should consider you should consider also doing some strength some strength building too. And honestly you might you might change your perspective and say, Oh my gosh, I gained five pounds, but that five pounds in, is in muscle. You know, I don't have that little arm fat anymore. Or I, I lost a little bit of weight in my tummy because I, I've been hitting abs and lower back a lot more. Or my legs look more toned, but they're not like a big bodybuilder's legs. It takes, it all takes time. Those people didn't get there by doing it one time. They yeah. did that for years. And most of the time, the people that do a lot of cardio and don't do much strength training aren't going to be lifting a super heavy amount anyway. It's, it's like you're... You should do it just to to tone. Like that's mostly what you're gonna do. You're not going to build great huge muscles and like you said overnight. But not even in a. It takes years to build muscle like huge muscles. It's not gonna happen. That's a it takes time. yeah. That's a big thing that women women think is that they're gonna look like a a freaking bodybuilder if they lift two times yeah. a week. Yeah. I love something I love about living in Hong Kong is in I constantly tell say this to Becky is when we go out to eat, we eat a big meal and I'm just as happy as could be. I always tell her, Oh man, if I died right now, just know that I died very, very happy. (laughs) But what I love is after that meal, rather than sit down in the recliner and kick my feet up and fall asleep to some bullshit television, we have to walk. (laughs) Yeah. We have to walk to the bus stop. We have to walk to the next place we're going. We have to walk home in, it's amazing how much better I feel. And then when that digestion happens, I also am not as hungry as quick. Whereas when I sit down on the couch at like at home, for example, I think about eating and then sitting down on the couch and then an hour later, you're I'm like, like, Oh, I could oh, eat again. Cereal. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a great thing. So, that's, that's probably the biggest but, reason on why uh, people there are skinnier and healthier. Honestly, is they have to walk more here. It's yeah, you gotta you're driving everywhere. So, yeah, That's yeah. I mean, thing. I haven't drove a car. I haven't, I haven't drove a car since I left in October. I was in an Uber this last weekend. That was the first time I've been in a car in a while. I was like, wow, I weird, huh? It's like to be in a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking it? of food, it's it's uh, the it's the lunar. So it's the lunar New Year starting on Friday. So also known as the Chinese New Year, but uh, to be a little bit more. Uh, how do I want to say this to be a little bit more culturally sensitive? I'm going to call it the lunar new year just because, uh, I live in Hong Kong and the, the mistreatment of the Hong Kong people by the Chinese government and what is happening right now. I don't want to say this too loud because the government, the Chinese government is probably listening on my Chinese phone, but anyways, uh, I'd rather call it, I'd rather call it the lunar new year because it's based on, um, so, so in America we celebrate, uh, new year on january 1st and something that i learned about uh moving here to hong kong is a lot more about the lunar new year and the lunar new year can happen in january or february so it's usually early january early february somewhere in between and i never understood why do you know why it's that Mm. do you know why they celebrate it 
in different on a different it's a different time period every year do you know why is it does it deal with the moon and the and the sun yeah it's 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 based on the the um, moon so it's the different moon phases okay so it happens on the first the first full moon cycle of the year oh okay so it's the lunar new year so it's the first full moon cycle okay so starting on starting on friday it's the start of the first full cycle yeah so our, we've already had a full moon in 2021 but it's this is the first full cycle so then it will start okay and which I is a, a cycle is where you see it go from like a, a sliver to like a half sliver to like three quarters to a full moon like obviously not exactly yes. like that but that's what a cycle yes. consists of yeah yep so it lasts, it lasts like 15 days, and I love it because most, not not everything, but a lot of things shut down. They get uh, time off from work for two weeks, most, most, most two of the weeks? time, about two weeks off. Yeah, it's baller, man. And it's kind of like our, our Christmas break with, then. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much, except what's cool here is some of, because it's, there's so many expats in Hong Kong, which is expatriates people that have moved from other countries here mm -hmm. they uh they celebrate most people celebrate christmas and the lunar new year so they get the time off for christmas and mm -hmm. celebrate christmas and then a few weeks later they get lunar new year and they celebrate that but the lunar new year is all about celebrations and eating food and and having and spending time with family it's actually uh when it's not covid times it is actually the biggest human migration in in anywhere in the in a year so like the most amount of people traveling in a year is over the lunar new year oh really so like that that many people go back to like their home country or to where their family is and they spend two weeks with their family celebrating the new year okay so it's so it's really cool they uh they celebrate with a lot of different traditional foods and it's really cool because it's not the thing about it's calling it Chinese New Year, it's not just a Chinese holiday, it's an Asian holiday. Yeah. So there are all the countries that have different different foods that are specific to uh, their country. Like um, like here in Hong Kong, the one of the traditional foods is the dumplings. So dump crispy dumplings. So pretty much fried dumplings. Uh, they're delicious. Uh, mm -hmm. They're meant to bring like good fortune. But then like if you went to Somewhere like Indonesia, they would eat something different. And in South Korea, it's traditional to eat rice cake soup. So they all have like their own traditions and, and customs that they follow, which is really cool. Yeah, that's cool. It sounds like something yeah. I could fucking get down with is eating food and, and taking time off. <laughs> it's a, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited for this time off. Uh, one thing I really like about it is uh, they also every year has a, an animal it's based on um the zodiac cycle so there is uh, an animal for each year so like this year is year of the ox okay. last year it was year of the rat so like every year there is a new animal or an animal and it's based on the zodiac um uh they uh it's based on the zodiac which means they had a race of hypo, you know a, the story goes they had a race a long time ago the emperor did for his birthday and he invited all the animals to this race and the first 12 animals that completed the race were given a year in their honor so the first animal the first the animal that won was the rat so last year was year of the rat so we were starting a new cycle and then the second animal done was the ox so this year is year of the ox and then it goes around so based on that and depending on what year you're born you are assigned an animal so your animal is you're of the rabbit. Okay. So you're a rabbit. I do fuck like a yeah, rabbit. Yeah, and you <laughs> you are you are a earth rabbit. So each one of them also has like it can be earth, fire, uh, wood, uh, metal, or water. Okay. So you are you are earth rabbit. What are you? So let's see. What am I? I'm a monkey. Oh yeah. So. I'm year of the monkey and I'm a, I'm a water monkey. Yeah, that fits. So yeah. Yeah. I think both of them, I mean like we're both very connected to earth and water. So I think it's very fitting. 
Yeah. So let's see. Let's see if any of the any of the uh, characteristics of your your rabbit match. If you think, let's see. Personality. Let's see. Strengths. Strengths of a rabbit. You are polite, cautious, and responsible. You are a tender person, very decent, and also very generous. Would you say this describes you? I mean, I'd like to say it does. <laughs> <laughs> I like the weaknesses better. What's Hesitant, that? timid, foolhardy. <laughs> foolhardy. What, is, what would you describe? What's that? So I, I like. Uh, I would say, um, kind of like when you come against something like very hard, you're like really inclined to try to like escape reality and like just disassociate with it. Is kind of what I would say. Yeah. And and it, it's really hard. It's kind of like really hard to deal with with the real feelings. Yeah, I could uh I could agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty spot See, on. That's the thing about stuff like this. I I'm not this, but I could I could say the same for myself as well. Yeah. Yeah. But so that's your personality. I'm a monkey. Let's see. Let's see if we think this matches. Year of the monkey. Strengths. Ooh, I like these. Brilliant, independent, honest, and positive. <laughs> brilliant's a little far but yes. the other ones are right <laughs> yeah I think brilliant, is, is, brilliant is completely wrong i have more of the monkey brain that just goes out and searches for bananas all day <laughs> i would say I do you like the weaknesses though i think the weaknesses are spot on irritable easily frustrated <laughs> tends to be impatient <laughs> did you just describe dad <laughs> right <laughs> no definitely yeah, that's funny. So that's just some fun things you can look up. Anybody can look that kind of stuff up, though. But it's really, it's really fun to learn about uh, the different customs that they have. So like they really celebrate with with uh, a lot of cool things. Like if it wasn't COVID, there would be a lot of a lot of parades, and they would have like traditional lion dances where people like wear the lion costume over their body and they do the lion dances. Yeah, I think most people uh, have seen those. I think yeah. that, that was like so a, it's, in Disney it's a really, and stuff. So. It's a really cool thing. It's cool to see. The best cool. part, one of the best parts is um, people that are married or older will also give younger people that aren't married, they'll give them uh, these little red envelopes and inside the envelopes is money. So they're trying to bring you wealth and fortune and luck for this coming year and kind of like spreading the wealth. So it's always, whenever I'm teaching the little kids, I'm like, oh, you guys know what these are? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> what goes inside there? Money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bring them all into class and show me. Let me see them. Maybe you can give me a few of them. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, anyways, yeah. So it's about to be the Lunar New Year here. It's a it's a much different time seeing it with COVID. It's been really interesting. They've kept the city super shut down, and from the rumors that I'm hearing, is they've really tried to to deter people from going out during the Chinese New Year and spreading the virus. Um, that's one, one thing that people think. I, my conspiracy is that it's the Chinese government's way of implementing, implementing more of these uh, strict measures and rules that they want to put in place. Because a year ago, it was like protests and, and craziness. And, and then once the virus hit, the protesting essentially stopped and all of these new rules that they were fighting against are now implemented yeah so it's it's been a really in a in a in a year's time how much it has changed the city is it's really sad actually it's really sad yeah it, it probably sucks to see but it's, the lunar new year. but it's the lunar new year so we have something to look forward to yeah exactly and see you're the ox so let's hope uh it's a year of uh building strength and and fortune. Yeah, huh? that big bad ox, full of strength, baby. Was, you said uh, you said last year was year of the rat. That that fits pretty well, right? Year of the rat. That's what you said, right? Dude. Fits pretty well, like what? <laughs> that twenty twenty was a was a fucking a year oh, ran by rats. All right, yeah. <laughs> Just fucked us all over. Yeah, fucking nah. Yeah, because you want to know how the you want to know how the rat run the won the race. How's that? They had to cross. They had the race had to cross water, 
And you're trying to tell me a fucking rat beat an ox in a race in the water? Yeah, right. No. That cheating motherfucker stood on the <laughs> ox's back, and then right before it got out of the water, jumped off and ran to the <laughs> You know it did. So if that wasn't the most 2020 year ever, I don't know what would be. <laughs> <laughs> year of the rat. All right, dude, you got anything else to add? Um... No, not really. I think uh, I think we had a good episode. We talked about uh, different workouts. We definitely could have dove into even more. We both have done a fair amount of different workouts. I'd say the only thing that we both probably lack on is knowledge of Olympic lifts. I know you probably know some. I know some. Kurt knows more than we both do. So that's something that when we learn more of, we'll, we'll incorporate and talk about more. I think Olympic lifts are a great thing. Compound lifts in general, just something that's going to hit, a workout that's going to hit more than one area of your body is, in my opinion, way more beneficial than isolation movements. So that's a, that's a big Agreed. thing. Uh, do you have anything to add to that? Oh, nope. I don't think I have anything else to add. Uh, just a, kind of a shout out to if, if you're looking for some, some help or some tips uh, you can find us on find me on Instagram, Josh Fritch. Uh, we're streaming in different spots now. Yeah, we're on Apple, Spotify. Uh, we're actually on SoundCloud too. There's a couple other apps that I'm not exactly sure what all it got posted to. I know that uh, Anchor, I think it automatically posts to uh, like Castbox and a few other uh, podcast apps. So you can find us pretty much anywhere and. We're going to be here to stay once a week at least, and we'll see. We'll go from there. So I'm excited. Yeah, to... shout out. Thank you. Thank you for uh, for doing a lot of the behind-the-scenes work for that. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It's, uh, it's helping my creative side. I always uh, It's a good balance. When I'm being creative and working in general, it's just I'm usually in a lot better mindset. So Hell it's a yeah. good thing. All right. All right, dude. Good talk today. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good Get day. Get active, bitches. Yeah. Get active. Get active, stay active, eat good. <laughs>